This episode is brought to you by Snapple. Want to know another Snapple fact? The first hot air balloon passengers were a sheep, a duck, and a rooster. Ridiculous. Check out Snapple.com to find ridiculously flavored Snapple near you. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Good afternoon, welcome. Lori and Julia show here on My Talk 107. What everything entertainment. Holly is in for Julia today, but our intrepid traveler. We'll be back with us tomorrow with tales of watching a lot of baseball. I hope she's got some other tales <laughs> so besides too. that, Donnie. Yeah, me Come too. on. Come on. Right. Okay, so let's talk a little TV. I think we promised each other yesterday that we were going to, at least Holly and I did, that we were going to watch something new last mm-hmm. night. And I did watch Barry on HBO, which was on, on Sunday night with Bill Hader. And I watched it with Casey. It was excellent. Oh, is it? It was so good. And it's only a half hour, but it totally, like, I felt like, okay, Bill Bill Hader and Henry Winkler are going to be all over the Emmys next year. Mm. It was that good. It was that good? It was that good. Oh, I'm so excited to watch it. It's basically, he stars as a former Marine who was like a sniper in Afghanistan and he's out of the military, and now he's just a sad uh, assassin. A friend of his father told him he could put his skills to work taking out bad people for money, and he has a new assignment that the check-ins give to him, and he follows his mark to an acting class and then decides, I'm going to be an actor. And it sounds crazy. (laughs) I love this. But it totally worked. (laughs) Well, and Henry Winkler stars as the, the acting, acting coach, coach yeah. right? Yeah, it, it was it was it was really good. It's uh, Rotten Tomatoes is giving it a ninety eight percent. Everyone's loving it for Barry. Yeah, it was it was good. It just grabbed us on that very first episode, so I didn't get a chance to see Trust. But Donnie, uh, you're in the minority on Trust because that's being very positively well, reviewed. I watched the beat of a different drummer. Yeah, I know. It's very. It's a soap opera. What? That was after I thought about it after the show yesterday. That's what we love. It's a it's and that's that's not that's not your thing. It is a yeah. real honking soap opera. Donnie oh, wants to so watch good. Sand Suds. Sand Suds. <laughs> Sand Suds, please. Holly, did you watch it yet? Uh, I actually watched last night another HBO show. Oh, okay. I watched part one of the Zen Diaries of Gary Shanling. Oh, I, I did see that. And fascinating. I I loved it. Well, Gary Shandling is one of my comedy heroes. Okay. Just plain outright. So I was going to watch this anyways. It's two parts. So the first part is two hours and the second part is two hours. I just watched part one and it's the story of Gary Shandling, how he came to be, his humor, humor, also his personal life, which he was pretty quiet about. You You find out that his brother died from cystic fibrosis at a very young age. I think he was 10. He was 10 and his mom didn't tell him. 
him that his brother died and uh, mom didn't invite him to the funeral. Nope. What? Yeah. So oh. that was a really pivotal moment moment in Gary Shandling's life. You get to hear from a lot of people. He was very beloved in the comedy community. Yeah, well, we found that and, out after he died. It was just like yeah, everyone had was everyone, like so close yes, to him. Everyone felt- had a story and a lot of people get pretty emotional talking about Gary Shandling, including Bob Saget. Mm-hmm. There's a moment where they're talking about Gary Shandling going on the Tonight Show for the first time and that Gary and Bob had a moment about that and it's just I think for me watching this two things one is the process of comedy and how Gary Shandling was so focused and dedicated on his craft and being better and his whole life was dedicated to comedy the second is that our modern sense of humor is rooted in Gary Shandling whether we know it or not Mm -hmm. and whether we understand that or not everything goes back to this guy you love the Simpsons it's because of Gary Shandling you like Judd Apatow stuff it's because of Gary Shandling because they all worked closely with this one human being yeah and how truly influential he really is so that is an appropriate title the Zen Diaries Yes, he and- had dozens and dozens and dozens of diaries. Really, that he kept full of notes and jokes and yeah. all sorts. Of things. It was amazing. Yeah, wow. and- I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, excellent. Go check it out. Are HBO. We- now, will you guys watch Roseanne? That's coming back. That's on ABC tonight. Yes, I will check it out. You'll check it out. I will. Um, the New York Post called it rusty. Mm. It's getting pretty decent reviews from the people that have reviewed it. A lot of people do want to watch it. The New York Post reviewer said the most rusty person on the show is Roseanne. Oh. Um, well. and for a reboot that he says nobody asked for. That's true. <laughs> but um, I feel like this like, reboot we'll, makes sense. Well, maybe it does. We'll, we'll, we'll see. I Now I'm kind of like, um, I don't know if I want to watch it because I read Scott Nevins. I think he wrote something for maybe the Daily Beast about why he wouldn't watch it. And and last night when I read it, I was like, yeah, me too. And now I can't re- <laughs> exactly remember all the reasons why, but maybe I should just watch it. Watch uh, one and, and see if I like it. But that show was never my show. When it was on the air was not, oh, I wasn't okay. home, and yeah. I never, I was telling Holly, I never learned how to use my VCR. Yeah, I know. I yeah. just, so, Lori. I, I know, I, I never did. I, I had husbands, I had boyfriends, I had roommates. Push record and play it. Yeah, I know, time. I never did. And so I, there's all kinds of television Pull shows. Pull off the tab on your video in order to save it and not record over it. See, don't even know that. Yeah, well, if That's why I loved when I got a TiVo for the first yeah. time. I was like, this is the most amazing invention. If you're not emotionally invested in Roseanne like you, Lori. I feel like there's really no point in checking this out. You need to go back and watch the originals. I don't want but to. This show was so good. This is another show that was so groundbreaking. Yeah. The writing was so good. The characters were so spot on that I'm interested to yeah. see how the Connors translate into 2018. Yeah. Yeah. I do. I, I, I'm interested to say the least. My expectations are middling at best. I'm not thinking that this is going to be the greatest thing on television this year. However, I do have an emotional relationship with these characters. Yeah. And I think out of all the shows from the late 80s early 90s this one would probably be best serviced in revisiting these characters in 2018 yeah well they're hoping that they get a will and grace type of situation i mean they're everywhere the whole cast is everywhere and they're bringing around the ratty couch which the original ratty couch is at the smithsonian with the the blanket over (laughs) it. yes and so they're bringing that everywhere but i think there is some nerves about whether or not people will watch Roseanne. She's very... She's divisive. Yeah. To say the least. 
And I had trepidations about watching it because I'm not particularly a fan of Roseanne on social media and out yeah. in the real world. However, I think that I can isolate that All Roseanne right. the person versus Roseanne Connor the character. The character. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, also from USA Today, Zach Braff's ABC sitcom Alex Inc., which is a podcast centric sitcom. They said uh, he said uh, this is. Uh, this is vocal fry come to life. It's oh my god! It's it's a nightmare. <laughs> what? It's a nightmare story. Oh, it's painful. Here's the headline mean? from the Washington Post yeah. story about Alex Inc. starring Zach Braff. Alex Inc. is a sitcom about a podcast about a podcast company. How did that get on TV? <laughs> yeah, I'm not a Zach Braff. Man. Well, they you said, didn't like Scrubs, Donnie? No, 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 I did not like Scrubs at he, all. I guess he's the biggest roadblock, but the writing, the dialogue is really, really bad. And um, they anyway, tried. They tried. They tr- <laughs> then it will be canceled yeah. after two episodes. Goodbye, Zach. Yeah. All right. Listen, when we come back. We've got some random thoughts. You know, I saw this story the other day. Did you ever notice that? You know, sometimes I wonder what would happen if. And now. Julia's random thoughts. He looks like that puppet. I don't know. He's had cheeky implants. It's just random. That's all it is. All right. I do have a random, random question for you guys. Please. So, you know, we blame millennials for everything. The, the you know, know just. I do. It's not our fault. Yes, millennials have killed chain restaurants. They've killed well, bras. True. And now yeah, they're being accused true. of uh, uh, killing the top sheet. The top sheet? The top sheet. <laughs> well, sleeping without a flat sheet has become a new thing. Apparently, uh, the flat sheet, uh, you know, which I know I love to have that, uh, they're saying that the millennials are not using their uh, flat sheets. Uh, and I say it uh, keeps the duvet clean longer whatever your comfort so are you is. talking about the fitted sheet no the flat sheet the, flat the fitted sheet. sheet is fitted and the Got flat it. sheet's okay, on just, top of just that just being clear about what they're not doing anymore <laughs> donnie we don't need any mansplaining i'm about not sheets. mansplaining i'm uh, asking for a clarification that is the ultimate in mansplaining <laughs> asking what a flat sheet is when it's clear there's a flat and a fitted anyway i would say, say you as a certified millennial pew pew research millennial I don't sleep with a top sheet. I don't sleep with it. I like a top sheet when you first make the bed. When you make the bed and the sheets are clean and you tuck yourself in, you feel like as snug as a bug in a yeah. rug. But then that thing gets tangled and after the first day, it's gone. The sheet gets bunched up the at night. The sheet gets bunched up at night and then forget it. <laughs> and forget it's over. It. Oh my gosh. I sleep with an electric blanket though. Oh really? It's too hot. That's mm. snuggly. Mm-hmm. I love that. But then I usually kick it and then it gets unplugged. And then All I'm right. Cold. Well, USA Today wants people to vote on it. And uh, I don't know what the results are, but there's like 16 hours left in the do you use the top sheet on your bed or do you toss it? I didn't realize this was such a controversial thing or that I was trendy. Now I feel like I'm being really cool. Yeah. But the thing is, uh, it's going to take a long time for anyone to just sell uh, you know, because you get a set because you get the top sheet that comes it with just the sheet comes set. With it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, I'll have to. I'll take the poll at the end of the show <laughs> and see what's happening. Uh, here's another thing: Walmart has decided to remove Cosmopolitan magazine from the checkout line, uh, according to a press release from the National Center on Sexual Exploitation. 
They are the organization that helped instigate the policy change. Um, where are we in 1962? Yeah. Um, they're saying it's too racy, that the content is too sexualized. Hyper sexualized media that's bombarding people in their everyday lives. So all of the magazines, uh, the, the, all of these magazines will be moved in isolation to the magazine rack. Stop it. Not even Stop kidding. Stop it. <laughs> You're not even going to do the old, I'm going to put the black piece of plastic in front of the Cosmopolitan magazine. Remember at the checkout yeah. lines yes. when stores used to do that? Yeah. Cosmopolitan is not very racy. I would say that that magazine is a light PG-13 at best. Yeah. At best. Yeah. They have way more exciting headlines than the actual stories inside. Of course. Wow. Now they're going to make more room for Reminisce magazine where (laughs) they're going to be talking about Lucy and Desi remembered. That was at the checkout aisle at the grocery store. It was. Yeah. And also like bunt cakes or something like that. So enjoy your Walmart checkout aisle magazine. But if they're going to keep the National Enquirer, if they're going to keep all those kind of tabloids, then they should keep Cosmopolitan because... Tabloids are more racy and sensational and salacious than Cosmopolitan Magazine, which, oh, yeah, like, let's look at a cover of Cosmopolitan Magazine. Give us a cover. Here's Zendaya. This is from July of 2016, so this was almost two years ago. Here's the headline, Zendaya. She's wearing a blazer that's cut off like a miniskirt. And the headline is, get the love you deserve, hashtag no settling. Zendaya, protect yourself and command respect. Score a job you'll really love. Perfect skin, gorgeous hair, zero effort. Also, smart ways to double your money. So this is the stuff that they're censoring (laughs) and they don't want anyone to look at. Look at it. It's just silly. All right, well, how about this? This is my last random, and then if you guys have some. So there's a new music venue in town where we don't have to worry about anyone complaining about the volume. Do you know what I'm talking about? I don't. Um, It is... Lakewood Cemetery is going to start having concerts on Sunday afternoon. Oh. What kind of concerts? Yeah. Well, Classical or? well, no. Here's <laughs> no. what uh, the Lakewood Cemetery president, Rob Girardi, says. We simply think it's a good way for people to come in and enjoy the beautiful setting. That is a gorgeous cemetery. Uh, the grounds include, of course, the graves of Vice President Hubert Humphrey, Senator Paul Wellstone, and... Singer Tiny Tim. And the series kicks off April 8th with an all-women vocal choir called the Anonymous Choir, which specializes in reinventing rock and soul and folk tunes from like Leonard Cohen and other artists like that. Neil Young, they also do some stack records people they mm-hmm. reimagine their covers future gigs include a guy all these crazy alien stories can't be true can they hey it's Stephen Diener host of the unidentified alien podcast and whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there the unidentified alien podcast or UAP for short there's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world and the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms and you can also find it on uappodcast.com i'm bradley trainer and i'm don mcclain we have a podcast called blinded by the item a blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out it's a guessing game and you can play along the item might be like this a-list star carries a birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out 
pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Um, Dave Huckfeld from The Pines and the alt-twangy harmony duo Dusty Heart. So there are three shows scheduled as of right now. So April 8th, May 6th, and June 10th. And I guess live music among, um, in a cemetery is not an entirely new idea. Hollywood Forever Cemetery in I, Hollywood. That's exactly what I was going to say, Lori, is that they're copying Hollywood Forever. And they show movies, so I'm surprised that Lakewood Cemetery isn't showing movies well maybe they maybe they will yeah because they have like you said the hollywood hollywood forever they've had lana del rey the flaming lips many many other concerts and i guess the historic pioneer and soldiers memorial cemetery here in minneapolis has hosted movie screenings and concerts by like Lowe and jeremy messersmith it's a great way to raise money yeah to keep up the grounds well they want mm-hmm. to reimagine the role of cemeteries in everyday life and it does seem like a great spot for a gig that kept it's going to be in the chapel so 160 people it's this it's going to be you know in that the thing with the Byzantine dome. So they're keeping it pretty small right now. Yeah, they are. Well, I would recommend they start screening movies if they have a big space to keep people. And the shows yeah. will be alcohol free and they'll, they'll take place Sunday afternoons instead of Friday Great. nights. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So that's well, kind of a, that's a cool new thing. Thanks, uh, Chris Riemann Schneider, for letting us know about that. Yes. Anyone else have any little random things that we need to know about today? Yeah, I want to tell you about Reese's peanut butter cream eggs. Uh, here we go. Oh, again. here we go. Reese's peanut butter cream <laughs> eggs. The controversy in oh the last show was Cadbury cream egg or Reese's peanut butter egg, but this time the two are being combined into one. So now there is a Reese's egg, and this Reese's egg is like a Cadbury cream egg. It has the thicker egg shell on the outside, and uh, you can get it. It's available now, or actually, I think it's going to be available. Uh, yeah, this year. So you can go and try that if that's controversial i feel like Lori, Lori, you probably hate cadbury cream eggs absolutely i hate the cream i hate that stuff in the middle i don't really like that like i know when we used to get boxes of chocolates here and if there were ones that had creamy middles we would take a bite and we'd put them back no send the creamy middles my my (laughs) way put them back we did well, I know, but we, we know you didn't care, Donnie. Except That's when you bite into, the, <laughs> bite into the chocolate that has the cherry cordial in it. That is disgusting. That is wretched. It should be burned and banished from all chocolate boxes. Calm down now. Listen, Holly feels very strongly about those cherry cordials. I do. I care about people. Like, Kenny feels strongly about giving us a good traffic report next. Yeah, I super really care about Super really care. Kenny likes the creamy center. Yeah, that is exactly what's happening in the middle of 694 right now. Uh, When we come back, if entertainment tonight is... She's up on all the trends. This is the My Talk Now trending report. There are things you need to know. Trending online this afternoon, Abby Lee Miller, the former Dance Mom star, was released from prison. However, she is now in a halfway house serving out the rest of her sentence. She should be released in May. And it will be a lifetime movie in a few months. Of course. 
And Oliver Hudson trending the actor, the son of Goldie Hawn and brother to Kate Hudson, apparently has reconnected with his estranged father, musician Bill Hudson. Also, Kendra Wilkinson trending. She put up some emotional uh, stories on Instagram over the weekend uh, talking about how she needs to make some life changes. People are speculating that she is getting ready to separate from her husband, Hank Basket. Also trending online this afternoon would be Heineken. Heineken has withdrawn an ad for a calorie light beer after Chance the Rapper called the commercial terribly racist and the company has since apologized for that advertisement. Also, an alligator trending online this afternoon because a Louisiana couple used a live alligator for a gender reveal video. Please do not do this at home, people. And speaking of other... Yeah, I, no, I know, Donnie. I, just a don't. gender reveal video with an alligator? With an alligator, Donnie. Also, there's a video trending online this afternoon of an owl at a wedding, and that went bad. Apparently, the owl was supposed to deliver the rings to the bride and the groom at the front of the church, and then the owl did that, and then the owl proceeded to attack the best man, and the best man promptly fell over, and chaos ensued. So, what have we learned today? Don't work with animals. At parties or at weddings. That's what's trending here at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at mytalk1071.com. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We appreciate it. Holly Hollywood is here for Julia. You've been manning her little size six. Put stool over there for five days. <laughs> I've had to crank it down, down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. Of course, Donnie is here. And, um, you know, yesterday we talked about the good life and style uh, story that came out that Angelina is dating a philanthropist, billionaire, millionaire guy in London. And we we're just like, that was some good fictional writing. Of course. At the very least, she was probably just stripping the guy at a hotel in London. And that's I don't great. even know where yeah. she's finding any time, quite frankly, with that's these six true. kids. And she has been on the paparazzi strolls lately because the Daily Mail has been publishing photos of her in Los Angeles, walking her children around. Totally in Whole Foods, grocery. Fo- you totally yeah. know that she's calling them to take photographs of her. Oh, I don't think so. You don't think so? Because mm. I feel I think like she... Can't, no, she... No. That's oh, not okay. her style. Uh, I, I don't think so. I think they're camped outside of her house and they've just got somebody there because the Daily Mail is good for a paycheck for photos of Angelina (laughs) and the kids if they go to Target or ice cream but I will not believe like in touch weekly star life and style because they've been trying to make Angelina's new man story happen since basically a Two months after the breakup from Brad Pitt in September of 2016. I get it. It's an enticing storyline to put out there. Yeah, the mystery man is never named. Brad Pitt is always relieved that relieved that she's getting on. Like, that's the part of the storyline. But when there's an Entertainment Tonight story, which there was last night, then I think, hmm. There's an there's something. legitimacy. Yeah, Entertainment Tonight is saying Angelina's dating, and they even loosely ID the guy. He's a real estate agent, presumably in L.A. Uh, a source tells Entertainment Tonight it's not serious, but she's been seeing a handsome, older-looking man mm. who's a real estate agent. Mm. He isn't a celebrity or high-profile in any way. Just having another adult to spend time with has been helpful. I bet. <laughs> um, and uh, people talk about them reuniting, but it'll never happen. The source told Entertainment Tonight things between 
Brad and Angie really ended poorly, to say say the least. And uh, they can barely be in the same room together, even though they've attempted therapy. Well, and everything has been mediated. They're never getting back together. No, they're not. And I'm totally fine with them not getting back together. Yeah, and uh, um, a handsome, older-looking guy who owns his own real estate business maybe in Beverly Hills or high end real estate yeah, something dealing like with multi million dollar mansions. He's not I'm selling pi- condos in the valley. I'm picturing like a Pierce Brosnan type. Thinking a nice fitted suit. Yeah, because she's had the hipster bad boy English dude, Johnny Lee Miller. Ding. Then one. she had the much older bad boy man. Billy Billy Bob. Bob. Then she had the all-American, sun-kissed people, sexiest man alive, Brad Pitt. And now what kind of a guy? Maybe she just wants a man who's got his act together and doesn't want to have children and doesn't want to get married. I think that's exactly who Angelina Jolie is And someone not in in the industry. Yes, because, you know, she dabbles in the industry still. She likes to direct. She'll star in the occasional movie. But I feel like her heart is not necessarily in being... A movie star. That's just one yeah. of the spokes on the wheel that is Angelina Jolie. Like her hair people, like told uh, Entertainment Tonight, because they who who's the source on this? Maybe it's her stylist. She's really good friends with her stylist. Yeah. I can't remember the woman's name, but she's worked very closely with the yeah. same person. Isn't for it 20 that Jen? Years. Yes, Jen something. Yes, she used to show up on uh, Fashion Police sometime. Mm-hmm. Okay, well then, over at Star Magazine, then they've made up a good, good story. Ooh, tell Here's me. the headline: World exclusive. Brad and Jen, they're back on. They really want to sell a lot of this issue. The night that will break Angie's heart, and the man <laughs> behind it all, George Clooney, enabled the sexy oh, reunion. Gosh. It's so dumb. This Can story. we stop? Does anyone really want Brad Pitt and Jennifer Aniston to get back together? Does anyone really well, in their hearts Julia. of hearts? I mean, I guess the for Julia gossip was. circus, yeah. yes. Okay, yes. For our jobs and for our careers, yeah. yes, we want them to get back together. I mean, together. I don't want them to, I don't believe they'll get back up together. No. But the new element here, the new creative writing twist is that George Clooney encouraged them to reconnect because George hated Angelina because Angelina didn't like Brad and George to hang out. I don't believe that at all. No. When you become a married man and you or I mean, she they had children together. Uh, I mean, she had one son when Brad Pitt, when they started dating and then they quickly got pregnant with the twins. You don't hang out with your single friends. I don't care if you're famous or not. Well, and George Clooney's probably finding that out now that he's a father of twins. Of course. So I never really believed that that the Clooney, because I think there is an understanding if you're, on friends yes. that you're a different, like, if you are truly friends with somebody, if you are truly, truly friends with somebody and they're going through life changes like marriage and children and all of that kind of stuff, you are understanding and you completely get that the dynamic of your relationship will change. But if yeah. you are BFFs, you will stay BFFs. So here's here's what a pal tells oh, Star. Oh, oh, which, oh, a pal, not even a source. Not a, pal. Even a pal. That's how you know it's being made up. George was the first person to call him when the marriage imploded. And when Jen and Justin broke up, he encouraged Brad to reach out and have another go at it. And he first engineered the rendezvous on March 3rd when he and Brad attended a private pre-Oscar party in Beverly Hills. The plan was to head over to Jen's for a nightcap. But of course, Brad would just... Casamigos tequila? Yeah, yes, and he would just... George Clooney would just drop Brad Pitt off. 
adding that Jennifer was so excited she lent George her bodyguard for the evening so he could drive the duo to her Bel Air mansion. <laughs> this is amazing creative writing. Isn't it? Their <laughs> evening together was low-keyed and relaxed. Oh, gosh. They reminisced about the past and had a lot of laughs. I bet. Ah, uh, yeah. <laughs> right. It just seemed like old times, oh, only better. Gosh. Brad doesn't regret marrying Angie, and Jen doesn't regret marrying Justin, but they both realized they had a good thing going when they were together. Good Lord. Jennifer Aniston wasn't Brad Pitt's first love. He was engaged to Gwyneth Paltrow. He was engaged to Juliette Lewis. Yes. He he was was kind of a serial monogamist. He was with Robin Givens back in the early 90s. I forgot about that one. Many, many loves of Brad Pitt. Pitt. Yeah, I know. We know Jennifer Aniston is a backslider, though, for romance because... Look at all the times she got back together with that goofy John Mayer, who must be really good in the sack. And with Vince Vaughn. And Vince Didn't Vaughn. Didn't they have an on-again, off-again yeah. relationship? Yeah. I hope she doesn't get back together with Justin Theroux. He has moved no. on from you, Jennifer. Leave him in the dust. No, she's not. But I don't really think uh, Clooney cares who Brad is sleeping with. And I don't, I don't think, think so he orchestrated either. this. But Star really wants you to buy this magazine because that is one tantalizing cover. I mean, according to a pal. <laughs> according to a, a pal. pal. I like that. A pal. No, that's a dead giveaway to the fictional writing. That's good Hollywood speak. Not even a source. Not even a source. Now, the movie Bohemian Rhapsody. The Queen movie with yeah, Rami Malek. Yeah. As Freddie Mercury. Yeah. So the Fox has moved up the uh, movie date. It had been set. I'm curious what you think about this. It was going to premiere on Christmas Day. Yes. December 25th. Now, November 2nd. That means this movie has been rushed. Director Brian Singer was fired from this project. Then somebody else came in. At first, they were hoping that Rami Malek would be considered for award season, hence the big Christmas Day opening. Yeah. However, I think their dreams are being dashed over there at the movie studio, and maybe this movie is not going to be as good as they hoped it would be. Which is unfortunate, but the reason I'm, I'm I love Queen, yeah. I love yeah, Queen, yeah, yeah. But I feel like this movie is going to be watered down because the rest of the guys from Queen, the living members of Queen, they won't let the real story. They be won't told. let the real story. Be That's told. why Sasha Baron Cohen left it, and he right. was going to be perfect. He would have been, like been so amazing, <laughs> amazing, incredible, because he is such a good actor. And he left because the Queen, the, other members wanted to have a very. A, Nobody is a cotton inter- candy version no, of their band. I'm sorry, Roger Taylor, drummer of Queen. No one's really interested in your May. personal life, Brian May. John it's, Deacon, John Deacon, you've barely even been in the band since like the early yeah. 90s. So it's Freddie cares. Mercury. That's what we think of when we think of Queen. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right. So that's kind of too bad. They're not Aww. kidding anybody. We know about that side of Freddie Mercury's life. You know, so by, by sanitizing the movie, they're not fooling anybody. You mean his drug use yes, and yes. and uh, of course and his all love life and his, his love life, life, which is what makes us like him even all the more. We're crazy about him. He was such a fearless, amazing performer. I always think of uh, Live Aid. The, yes, I forget who he, I forget who he, who we sang with, but he was just like you know he, he was, was incredible. He was every incredible. Time he performed. Yeah, really incredible. All right, listen, we come back. A pal told us we've got to get to Hollywood speak. So. What are you trying to say? Hollywood! Hollywood speaking! What is the meaning of this? 
What is the meaning of this, Holly? I would like you to Hollywood speak. Do you think Cardi B is bummed that her album Invasion of Privacy comes out next week? And here she is, Pregos and... No, I no. think it's all part of the, the life. You do? Yes. it's. Uh, she probably just takes it as it comes. I don't think she's bummed in the slightest. Okay. It Even, probably will debut at number one. And do you think Bruno Mars is bummed? Yes, I think Bruno Mars is bummed a yeah, little bit. Because but, she's supposed to be co-headlining with Bruno Mars on his tour, and I don't know necessarily when she's going to stop touring yeah. and being on stage. Of course, they have the big hit finesse. Yeah. I love her little rhyme. Yeah, her, well, her you'd think he'd be able to get anybody in the world to... Just about to be yes. on that tour with yeah. them. The, sh- the whole thing is like sold out in every city it's at. Well, I kind of I read some rumors that maybe they they kind of like each other a little bit, so maybe he's oh. bumped in that oh. department. So, mm-hmm. uh, Kendra Wilkinson and Hank Basket, uh, they both have uh, Instagrammed themselves without their wedding rings and uh. said cryptic things. Uh. So. Um, do you think it's gonna, are you sad about it? Or no. Do you think it's real? Well, I'm sad about it in the fact that this is so thirsty, that this is such a thirsty story and that they're putting Instagram stories out there. I can't remember the last time I heard about it. Well, exactly, Donnie, <laughs> in weird passive aggressive ways and that Kendra Wilkinson, good on her because out of all the girls next door, she has clung on to a reality television That's show career. True. Unlike the other girls. I mean, Holly is pretty big in Vegas still. I think yeah. she likes to do her thing out there. Yeah. Bridget She's had he, some dabblings in he, TV. But she had a really fun bikini and travel show <laughs> with a girlfriend that she got like for 15 oh, yeah, episodes, right. which I loved. I was an avid watcher yeah. of on the travel channel. Because then, I love the girls next door. I, I love, love that, that show. show. And I read Holly's both of, I think I read all three of her books or two of her books, however many she had. But yeah, Kendra's has stayed on with Kendra on top and she and Hank made a living. Yes, and I think that the drama is real. However, the drama is being exploited yeah. for storylines on whatever future reality show they may have. Well, she said, here's one of her posts. I need to love myself again, and I will. Life is too precious. I think, uh, I wonder if Hank cheated on her again. Probably. I think so. You know? Mm-hmm. It's got to be rough. Think yeah. about it. She's been doing reality TV since her and early, late teens, that, early 20s. That and- whole thing, his whole tawdry a thing that happened with him fooling around that was just everywhere those stories and it played out on their reality show and Mm -hmm. that can't have been easy no okay uh how about this giselle bunch and my husband loves fashion more than i do now we're getting very different takes from these two on fashion Remember a couple of weeks ago, she had said he had said whatever she picks out for me, I'm fine. Now she's saying he loves fashion more than I do. Uh, he's is, the particular one. No, you love fashion. No, I love nightshades, but you won't let me eat them. Well, we are talking about him again, so I know. Well, so this is uh, doesn't she have an? It's a, she has a, a book. lifestyle book yes. coming out where we can all be like Giselle. We can be lithe and wonderful and wear our Giselle branded flip flops on the beaches of our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, her guilty pleasure is Dunkin' Donuts, Munchkin Donuts. Oh, come on. Yeah. That's her treat? They're so tiny. It's it's a guilty pleasure. I thought they didn't eat stuff like that. Well, well it's it, a guilty pleasure. It's a tiny Aww. guilty pleasure. And of pleasure. course, it's donkeys because she lives in Boston. <laughs> They're just little donut holes. That's a fancy term. Well, not fancy, but the Dunkin' Donuts version of a donut hole. Oh, okay. Which I always call a donut ball. 
Yes. So it's a donut ball. <laughs> donut hole, we a donut ball. We, yeah. <laughs> they really are not holes. They're balls. Yeah, the donuts know. have the holes. We, we, Those okay. balls are oh, the balls. They're the donut balls <laughs> that have been pressed out of the donut <laughs> hole, and oh, now they're so donut balls, and yeah, I don't know why they don't boy. sell them as donut yeah, okay. balls instead of holes when clearly the holes yeah. are back in the donut in uh, the shell. Here we go. Now, Lori, I bow down to your logic, Lori. You make complete and utter sense. Okay. Hey, the last time that was a 15 minute conversation, Holly. So I know. We got I have to get that. to the bottom of these important things in life. <laughs> That's right. Okay. Uh, what do you make of Britney Spears's dad looking into ending her conservatorship? I know I've got my thoughts about this. Uh, he's actively consulting with her medical team to determine if the conservatorship should come to an end, should finally come to an end. I think it all has to do with the Kevin Federline money or something yeah i think so too Lori. i think he's exactly saber right. rattling kind of some way somehow this is his move to plant the story out in the tabloids kevin fetterline watch out don't be asking for more money than we want to give you because mm-hmm. if britney spears's conservatorship ends then it's britney and her boyfriend who are going to be well not her boyfriend but just britney in general but she's been under this conservatorship for, for a decade ten, ten yeah ten, ten years Yep. And, I, and and she would not be in the place where she is now without this. Yes, or without Kevin stepping up and being, and being the, the hands-on guy dad. that he ended up being. And yeah, never you're right. Out. This is a move on Jamie's part to control the money. Uh, it really is. Okay, Sean Penn in a podcast with Mark Marone. He's peddling. We're going to play some audio from his very uh, bizarre interview with Stephen Colbert. But he's promoting this book. With the worst title ever, Bob Honey, Who Just Do Stuff. It just sounds like a Coen Brother movie. He said you're either going to love it or you're going to hate it, and he's not bothered by that. Yeah, but here's what he said about, uh, he was asked by Mark Marone, is it Marone? Marin. Marin. Uh, He was asked by him, by Mark, about his relationship with his ex, Robin Wright. He said, we don't not get along. We have very separate relationship with our kids at this point. It seems to work better that way because they're making their own decisions. As it turned out, she and I did not share the same ethical views on parenting, including the continuing parenting of adult children. So I think Sean Penn is saying you don't give your money, your kids any money mm-hmm. after a certain age. And he calls that ethics. Yes. Robin believes in helping out her kids if they need it. That's one thing that I see right there. Yep. And that means we have very separate relationships. That means they are never, they won't, Sean Penn won't get together with Robin Wright Mm-mm. to do a co-fan, like a, let's all celebrate a holiday together or a birthday together. No, yeah. He won't do that. Well, and it sounds yeah. like he's fairly disinterested in what his children are doing with their lives in that Mark Marin interview. I think he says, well, you know, they're actors and models, and I'm just really not into that, but whatever makes them happy is happy. So I feel like their relationship with their dad is it's probably... That's what a yeah. slam on uh, on Robin when he says we don't share the same ethical view of parenting like he is the ethical like he is parent. Superior. Yeah, exactly. yeah, Sean Penn, ethical parent. We're going to get to your parents on the late show last <laughs> yeah. night with Stephen Colbert. He can't. He doesn't like her. No. no. Well, I think the feeling is mutual. mutual. I yeah. think she can't stand him. Yeah. Boy. I'm surprised they stayed together that long. Well, they were kind of probably crazy for each other, and then you go off and make movies, and then you have makeup 
you know, well, sex. Well, she didn't work for a long time. <laughs> no, I know. She, she put she a career said, on hold. But he would go and travel. Yeah. And then he would come back, and then it would be, like, all fresh and new and exciting. And, and then he could go away. Way. So what you're saying is they could be gone six months at a time and be married for eight weeks out of the year, and it worked out pretty it well for the two It worked out pretty good. Uh, okay, here here is another one. Uh, tell me this. Backstreet Boys and NSYNC's rivalry boils down to one woman. Ah! One woman. Uh, a single woman. Mm-hmm. Yep. Who is that woman? Well, we don't know because uh, they're not naming the woman, but an NSYNC member by the name of Chris Kirkpatrick, whom I don't even know, um, he wanted to punch A.J. McLean. You know, know Chris he Kirkpatrick. He's the one with the crazy hair from NSYNC. And A.J. McLean is the one I from the Backstreet that, Boys. That looked weird... like a grown man with well, a no, goatee. Well, no, that was Kevin. Kevin, oh, Kevin had, looked like Kevin a grown man. Kevin looked like a grown Kevin man. And A.J. was the one who had the painted on mustache. Mustache, yes. And weird soul patch at one point in time. Yes, yes. Okay, so apparently they both were dating somebody to her. Oh. Or they were both dating this girl, one the after the time. other. Oh. And uh, anyway, he said it's... That's why they had a rivalry, and I guess I didn't even know they had a rivalry. They had a rivalry, rivalry, in as much as it was marketing. Lori, you were either Team In Sync or you were the Backstreet Boys. Which one did you like? I preferred In Sync. They had better songs. Yeah, I can't remember. All I know is I took uh, my bonus daughter to the Backstreet Boy In Sync concert. I feel was at the Target Center twenty years ago. You probably did, and I had lighters for all of. The five girls I took. Show and- me the meaning of being yeah. lonely. <laughs> I want you back. <laughs> All right, I did forget. You're right. People had to pick one or the other. Good grief. Listen, we'll.